Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. God bless you. Just back from Buffalo with Tamika Mallory and Linda Sarsour and Angelo Pinto and my son Lennon and Julianne Hoffenberg, all a part of Until Freedom. They held a farmer's market just across the street from the top supermarket in Buffalo where the tragedy happened, where the mass shooting by the white supremacists happened. And this farmer's market provided produce and dry goods and cleaning supplies and diapers, etc. It's over 500 people in Buffalo yesterday. The need for it was so great. A lot of times you can do things like this and you may not see immediately the impact it has but we saw that yesterday in fact something like that organizations need to be doing that every day because the grocery store in buffalo is still closed because it is a crime scene and i know that our hearts are all in texas but that's the news cycle dictating to us how soon we have to get over our trauma our trauma is not resolved in the same time as the news cycle spins, the people of Buffalo are still in pain. And so here are some of the people in Buffalo. You will hear today directly from them about the pain that they are dealing with and hear directly from them about some of the solutions. My brother, what's your name? Joseph. And um, you from this community? I grew up in Alabama, but I've been in Buffalo so, so long, so it still ain't my home. Yeah. What, 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 what happened here? It didn't have to happen, man. What, 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 why did you come here with that stuff, man? What, why did you come here with it? This is Joe. I'm Sims. This is Junior. They call me country, man. Why did you come here? I have to show that all over all, Buffalo like a frog. Why did we come here with that stuff, man? God, God bless, God bless. Um, so you went to the farmers market today. Are you affected by this grocery store being closed? Oh yeah, yes, I, I, I haven't been on so long, man. It's like, like maybe ten years, you know what I'm saying? But, but, I, I it's affect, it's it, it affect everybody, everybody, everybody's affected by it, man. 
Yes, sir. Cause, cause they, they, can't, they, can't, they can't, they can't, they can't, with your use, with your use, and it was senseless, man. It don't make no damn sense, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm six years old, man. I, 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 you know, it, it don't make no sense, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's all I gotta say, man. But God bless you, it, it's, a, it's a shame it, it, took, it took this to get everybody together, you know? So I'm Yvette Benefield. I, I'm not in this area. I actually live in another area, but this area has a lot of other people here that I know and love. And actually my nephew lived down the street and he and his father come to this house quite frequently. Aaron Jack, I mean, Aaron Salter was my cousin. So I am very highly influenced by what has happened here. Um, it's sad to know that day after day, time after time, violence just continues to rear his head. Um, it is also said that the, our counterparts, which is Caucasians, they don't understand that we're in war all the time. Not one time, not sometimes, but it's all the time. And that same conversation that we give to our kids, young men, they don't give the same conversation to their young man. I have an 18-year-old, and he's just starting out trying to understand what the world is all about. And I have to actually tell him, keep your hands on the dashboard. Don't reach for anything. Be sure to carry your wallet with you because back in the day, you didn't have your wallet, they will arrest you. So that's why I have to try to raise him as best as I can to let him know that this world don't owe you nothing first and foremost, but second right. of all, you have to be sure that you be, take care of yourself. You be aware of what's going on around you. And you have to be sure that, you know, don't let anything and anybody influence you, but let you influence them at all times. So this area here, you know, is very significant to me. I grew up in this area regarding church-wise, and I have friends and family that lives in this area, even had gone to school in this area too. So for this to happen, and this being a food desert on top of it, and now we can't eat, some people can't eat, can't go to the grocery store, that's pretty sad, it really is. I can't wait until they open it back up, but I hope they expand it. I hope they have better security, and I hope they pay attention to the area and not just let it just be what it has been. And I think that government needs to do some changes with these guns laws. Extremely, they need to make some changes. We just had the killing up in Texas. Like, what is that all about? 18-year-old boy, you know? Hate is inbred. it's raised. It's not just you wake up one morning, you put on your drawers and say, I wanna hate people. It's not like that. We are taught, as they said in Aaron's funeral, we're taught to love people. We're not taught to just breed hate, 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 hate. Where does that get you? Nothing but kill and have hate again. So I think it's really important as a um, Buffalonian that we join forces together, not just let people just say they're gonna do something for us, but we need to start doing it for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. True, we need to do it for ourselves. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak. And on behalf of Buffalo, and the African-American culture, we need to stay together. We need to join forces. And we need the political people, all of them out there, to do what they came into office to do. And not just say, yeah, 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 pat us on the back, give us a little bit of something good, and then go on their way. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Well, one thing you said about we're always at war, mm -hmm. and you mentioned the police. Mm -hmm. So it's my understanding that what happened here was bad enough but the police are always harassing the black community here too. That is true. Also, right? Yes, yes. Well, I don't really know it firsthand, but I'm almost sure that we're being harassed when we drive down the street. All you gotta do is be black while driving and you get pulled over, which is unnecessary. 
Why can't I have the same rights as any other white person? Why can't I go in the same area wherever I want to go? You know, without being harassed. So yes, we are being harassed, but that's part of, that's the tactics of the enemy, first and foremost. You gotta be a Christian to know that as well. What's going on is something that God, God knows that he is, is winding up. So the enemy is out here on this earth doing exactly just what he wants to do. But he's trying, God is trying to give us time to come to him. Come to him and surrender to him, give our lives to Christ. And then maybe this will help bring others to Christ as well. What's, What's your name, ma'am? Selena Taylor. All right, you from here? Yes, in Buffalo, New York, Cold Spring area, grew up. Grew up over here, I mean, this is history. I mean, our original library was over here. They built the grocery store almost a decade ago. I mean, this is our community, this is our area. How you feeling right now? I feel like something was taken away from me, all of our loved ones. A lot to take in, it's very um, disheartening that somebody would come into our community to do this. I mean, it's enough that we do things to each other, you know, being of the same race, but to have somebody else come into your community um, just goes to show that we need to all join together um, to defeat the enemy who's against us. <laughs> were, were you in the area when this happened? No, I was not in the area um, when this happened. However, people, I was at church and people from my church work here. So, I mean, um, everybody's connected to this store. Everyone did, is. Did you lose anyone? My nephew lost his best friend's grandmother, and I have a friend who lost her grandmother in this as well. What do we do about this? What do you think we can do? We need to um, reform the gun laws, uh, give more money to the inner cities, um, so that this is not the only grocery store. I mean, that helps our community. Um, get rid of the abandoned buildings that's around. I mean, it's enough that we accept everybody into our community, so to have somebody come into our community who's not even from here, driving hours to do this, makes, you know, puts a little bit more realization on what's going on around the world. Other people I've talked to have said that there's a lot of, of other trauma in the community, and this just adds to it. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? I agree. I would agree with that. Tell me your name, your name, brother. Oh, I'm Henry. And you were saying a, a moment ago about, you know, the hostility we show each other. Right. In the black community, and you have right. to deal with this. That what happened at the store too, right? Right. I just want to know. I, I just want to know a couple of things, like from my experience of protesting and marching in my hometown. When it comes to the Black Lives Matter, I really had to ask myself: Do 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 Black Lives Matter? If Black Lives Matter, why is it that when I was marching, not only me, you had black people laughing at black marches in in Buffalo? Really? Right. So, like, we all want, I want change. But you really have to ask yourself, change start with you, and then it goes to the world. You change the way that you think, you change the way you live. Your actions, prime example. If a, if, if a person switched, prime example, we was talking about the pastors. A lot of them had different lifestyles. They was in the streets, whatever, hustling, whatever. They turned their life over to God and they, their lifestyle switched from the streets. So my whole thing is that we have to deal with reality. Mm. It, how many times you gonna keep going through this? You think this is gonna stop here? I thought it was gonna stop with George Floyd. Mm. And how many people was beaten and murdered since George Floyd? 
since since this incident right here at Tops, how many mass shootings and murder and and, and, and killing happened? You know, it was um the Asian the, the a person went to the Asian church. Not even a, not even three days. The, the next day after this one, went to, in, in California went to a church and killed three three to four people, Asian people in the church. The next day from this. I would I would be crazy and a fool to ca actually think that these suckers is gonna change mm. because this ain't it ain't gonna stop. Only way it's gonna stop if we stop ourselves. That's how I figure. If we change the way we think, and it, it ain't gonna stop because the devil is always working. Yesterday he had another. It was an 18 year old person that did this. Yesterday, another 18-year-old threw his life away and killed 19 babies and two teachers. A Spanish dude. Long as you got, reason why I say that, long as you got the devil working, there's always gonna be mass shooting and violence and killing. Because I could change. I could change my way, change the way I think, but is the world gonna do it? How many other people doing it? I mean, I mean the people, the people. I always tell people this: the world, the world, the world ain't got no problems. People mess the world up. The world don't mess the world up. Because if we was, if we was not here, the world would continue to live. The sea, land, everything would continue to live without us. We the ones that mess it up. It and we don't have no. There's no value of life anymore. That's the problem. Nobody value life anymore, unless it hit home. Can't work together. We can't speak. We can't. We can't see the next person pain and say, you know what? Let me change the way I think because that's my brother from a different mother and things like that. You know? Yeah, that's the only thing I wanted to say is that it just basically start with us. We can't ask. They say insanity is what doing the same thing over and over and over again and, 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 and expecting different results, this is insanity. If we gonna sit here and think that this is it. I like to deal with reality. I'm learning to deal with more reality. And just, man, it's sad. I don't promote, I don't promote violence or none of that. But I would be, I'll be really insane to think it's gonna stop. Are you from around here? Yeah, I'm from Buffalo. But are you in this neighborhood at all? Um, sometimes. Okay. So you weren't here when the thing went down, no. were you? Okay. Actually, I work I work in this area, and actually the off the security officer that got shot and lost his life, he worked for the same company I work for. What? Actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and one of my extended family members. Wow. And that's another thing. Like I do guard work. Same way, same way the people were here were sitting ducks. It's the same way I go to work every day because I ain't got a pistol. So how you feel about that? I feel like I'm a sitting duck. I feel like my, my flesh right here is the gun. I jeopardize my life every day. Because somebody somebody can come in my building where I work at. I work at a residential building. Somebody can run in there and start shooting and how I'm going to protect the people and I ain't got a gun. Wow. That's on a whole different level how society do black men that turn their life around. I mean, that sounds like an existential crisis for you. I mean, what? how do you deal with that? What you going to do? You going to keep doing that job or what? Yeah. I keep the faith, okay, and then I also get into it and hopefully get around the right people that I can get I can get my gun rights back. 
And, um, you know, I got to, it's sad, I got to beg the state to give me my gun, my rights back. You know? Which you, you bet you got something in the past, or is that the problem? Yeah. Yeah, I got a record of stuff. Things, you know, they, they, they things that happened, uh, something that happened 20 years ago, they still hold you accountable. They still, I'm, they still brainwash. And still, everybody wants second chances. But they don't give a person that they don't give a person a second chance that made a mistake 20 years ago and did all their time and gave back to society. Yeah, you know. What's your name, man? My name is Sue Radica. And you're from here in Buffalo. I'm. I actually live in Hamburg right now. Uh, my dad was born here. I lived here for a, a while on over on Richmond and then on Academy. How, how are you feeling about this tragedy here? Oh, I'm devastated. I'm, I, I'm just devastated. I don't even, I feel helpless and just heartbroken. This, you agree this was a hate crime? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. How, I'm a black person, you're a white person. Mm-hmm. How, as a white person, tell us how you feel that someone who looks like you would, would perpetrate something like this. That kind of stuff still goes on. Uh, it's to me, it's unfathomable. If if that's the right word, I just I don't I can't get in that mindset. I don't understand it in this today's day and age. We were just talking about it coming over here, and I, you being a black person, I don't I cannot understand how you don't hate someone like me. Just it, it it's to me the. The community has been put down for so long. How there is still um, love for this country and for uh, myself, for the uh, white population, I don't know how you do it. And I think you are so strong for not. Mm. Do you fault anyone or any groups? <laughs> I fault our history. I mean, where do you want to start? <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, even currently. I mean, for example, people looking at Fox News and talking oh, about replacing it. Absolutely. There, there's a lot of people who are culpable in this. But, you know, you just can't point the finger at one group. So, you know, and it's been systemic. It's been historic. It's like, where do you, where do you stop? Where do you kind of, like, differentiate it? So, yeah. And, and even though this was clearly a hate crime, do, do you see a relationship between this and some of these other gun violence incidents, what happened in Texas. I mean, we, this, America's just a, a culture of violence, is it not? It, well, they were just saying that, uh, I was watching what, The View this morning, and that this is, this is a country, this is our country's problem. Canada has had no mass shootings, none. And the, as they were saying, we breathe the same air, we eat the same food, like, what are we doing, what are they doing that we're not doing? Yeah. Okay, what are your names? My name is Chaka Lee. Lortene Lee. And tell us, um, well, first of all, where you're from? We are from uh, Staten Island, New York. Okay. And what brings you here today? So today I'm actually celebrating my birthday. So we came to Niagara Falls, but we realized the proximity of Buffalo, and we felt like we had to pay our respects. Based on what happened here, we wanted to show support to the Buffalo community very solemn way to spend your birthday. Well, we know that these things are happening all over the country and it wouldn't, we wouldn't feel right 
being so close and not coming to pay our respects. Yeah, yeah. How, how does it feel to be here, brother, and to see this memorial and all of that? I'm really at a loss for words. I mean, it's very humbling. It chills all up and down my body. I mean, I just, I'm just numb right now. I, I absolutely have no feeling right now. I mean, I'm sad. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. And the way that the state that the country is in right now is not something that I envision, you know, living the rest of my life in. And, it, it, and I know the community is, is hurt, and I'm hurt, even though I didn't know anyone. But I feel like I do now. Could have been either one of us, right? Anyone standing out here. And we were, we were looking at the name of the supermarket and saying how ironic it is. The name is Top Friendly Supermarket. And these... It could be our aunts, our uncles, our friends came to go shopping. Something that we all do as Americans, as human beings, as parents, as children, as cousins. And to do something that's so routine and, and to have your life snatched away from you, it could, it could have been any of us, one of us. So that's why we felt like we had to come here. It's a tough question because I don't think anybody has an answer. But if you all thought about or prayed about what you'd like to see happen, what solutions are there to stop I would think that the government really has to do something about gun control, I mean, more than they say that they do, you know, with this gun control. It's too easy with the internet being the way it is for people to obtain ammunition, um, automatic weapons. Me being a retired veteran from the military, I understand what weapons do to people. And I've been to two wars myself. And, you know, to see the destruction, you know, in Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, that's understandable. But you wouldn't want to see that in your community. And I don't think people understand what weapons actually do, you know, when they're automatic. You know, not single shot, automatic. It's just devastation. It's total devastation. And I think on a more humane level, um, I certainly agree with the gun control debate, but I think this was sparked from hate, um, you know, pure, unadulterated hate. So, like you said, my brother, I don't have the answer to that, but, I, you know, there are mental health issues that people go through, but this, this stems from a deep-seated hate where people are not being viewed as human beings because for you to be able to walk into a supermarket and take someone's life, you clearly did not see that person or those people. I'm looking at senior citizens who should be safe in their community who were killed. So I don't have an answer, you don't have the answer, um, but I sure do hope that people can see that even if we cannot love each other, we have to be able to be safe in our communities and that's just a mutual respect regardless of color, race, creed, wherever you're from, we have to develop some type of mutual respect. Um, thank you for your service, brother. And clearly you're right, you know, automatic weapons are for war. Exactly. That, you know, you know, you're going to go to Ukraine or go over to Ukraine, you know, but that ain't for here. So, and, and, you know, I, I always hear veterans like you say that because y'all know this glorification of these automatic weapons is just not it's out of control streets. not for the streets not for the streets definitely no. not for the streets yeah yeah shouldn't be in civilians hands at all so 
birthday. What are you going to do after seeing something like this? How are you going to spend the rest of your birthday? Um, well, we, we, we actually, we're actually going to continue to you know, look around the neighborhood. We actually were talking to a few people. We wanted to get a sense of what the community is like. This is our, actually, this is my first time ever in Buffalo. I've never been here before. As a New York City resident, I've never been uh, this far upstate. So we're going to hang around a little while, you know, continue to say our prayers. And then later on, I'll be able to, you know, continue to celebrate my birthday. What is, what is your name? My name is Uma. And where are you from? I'm from Amherst, New York. All right, and and what brings you here today? How does it feel to be out here? Um, it's very emotional. Um, um, it's very uh, hard, I think, on the Buffalo community, and just to see that us people of color. Um, you know, it's just hard, especially after seeing what's happening in Texas, that, you know, it's happening so close to home and there's so much hatred. Um, and it, I think proper action needs to be taken. This is not the country that, you know, it's not the country that I know. Um, and I think there needs to be more fierce action in any way um, to combat such hate, um, gun violence. Um, white supremacy terrorism. So I graduated from UB uh, two years ago and my main work has been on combating white supremacy terrorism and gun violence. And I've done, you know, major events at UB with the community. I was working with the African American Cultural Center um, for a while and we haven't taken action still. It's still like the action has to be taken right away. This is the biggest threat our country faces. So I think this is where our main focus should be right away. We should be taking action on gun access, common sense gun reform, and on such hatred. I, this is this derives in our own country, um, has been the foundation, hate has been the foundation of our country for a long time. And until action isn't taken, until we don't treat these terrorists like terrorists, we are opening doors for so many more. Um, it's, this is not murder, this is terrorism. This is mm. terrorism at its finest. Mm. Um, and when we look at any other terrorist that has been treated in this country, I mean, any person of color would have been shot right there, not been arrested peacefully that we had seen. And yet he has the right to an attorney um, during his trial. Um, right away, I think if we take proper action, treat him like a terrorist, and treat him just like any other terrorist in this country has been treated, he, whoever, other white supremacists out there who's trying to get, you know, radicalized should know what's going to happen to them afterwards. I think we need to have more um, severe action. I'm intrigued by your work. Tell us more about your work and, and what you are doing to combat white supremacy and hate and gun violence. So a lot of my work has been, I've been working with conservative to Democrats to liberals all across the spectrum because this doesn't call for you know, political division, this calls for unity. You could be a Republican, you could be whatever, but what I've been doing is I've been working with all communities. Um, I've been collaborating with universities, colleges, um, and just coming together on a foundation and work of, you know, you know, coming together against hatred um, and taking proper calls and actions and informing our society and our people about such hatred, first of all, that it's existent. It's not white privilege exists, white supremacy exists, 
and you know, until we're not informed and until we're not able to internalize these things, we can't make you know work ahead. And I think another part of it is advocating for what needs to be done, not just you know having these events, moaning, and then not doing anything about it. Um, so I think we need to come together more collaboratively and advocate for you know against such hatred and take first of all proper action, state action, national action, and treat him like a terrorist. Stop treating him like a white man who has mental illness. That's what I, I want to say this to you. You know, Biden announced his uh, executive orders this afternoon for better policing, but he only has influence over the federal law enforcement agencies. So when you said state action, what I've been saying to people is taking action means taking state and local action when you deal with police because they are governed locally. The president can't really do anything. So when you say state action, folk really need to get that, don't they? It starts locally. It starts from small scale from home. Um, I always said, I've always been advocating against police brutality on local levels. I've been, um, so when I was with the U.S. Senate, I was like advocating against the Erie County Holding Center um, violence that we've seen over the years. My biggest thing is instead of talking about it nationally, national level violence, talk about local first before taking it on because these things are happening outside our own doors and we're not, we're failing to even take precaution and take action against these things. So it starts from home. Anything, if you can't take action from home, you're being a hypocrite on a national level. That's right, that's right. So let's get everybody's name. What's your name? Rose. Rose. Trina. And you all are related? Yes. How so? My daughter. My daughter-in-law. Oh. And and what what brings you all out here today, and how are you feeling about being out here? Hey, our respects, and just to tell you our support, that we yeah. love you guys, and we're so sorry it had to happen. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. How about you? Say some prayers. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Devastated. You I just never... feel closer when you're here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, being at home, I feel like I can... I'd rather say my prayers here with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah. just, I never thought I, it would happen here in Buffalo or anything. It shouldn't like be this. happening anyplace. No. Is this home? You are, is this yes. home for you all? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do you feel like the the, the hate is, is getting worse oh, yeah. in this country? And it should be the complete opposite end at this point. Everybody is just people. We're all people. Yeah. And I don't care what. How does this turn around? How do you how do you stop this? Mm-hmm. How, who could stop this? I have no idea. Well, we, it's so out of control. So yeah. Out of control. Yeah. 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 How, it's impossible, obviously, for you all. We say this all the time for white people to know how a black person feels, but it's also hard to know as a black person how white people feel. So when you see somebody do this out of hatred and white supremacy. How do, how do you well, feel no, about that? The, the color is not part of it. You're all, we're all one, one, person, you know, one family. We're one, all humans. And, and the color yes. should not matter. We feel your pain, even though yeah. we're... You know, and I always I say that. I don't know what it's like to walk in your shoes. And that has to be horrible. That yeah. You walk into a store to do your weekly shopping, to, and somebody, because... I mean, I don't know if that's true, but I heard that there was a white person in the store and he stepped over the white person. Yeah, yeah, it was a video. He said, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, it's I mean, on video. And, and then you go and 
in these look at these faces and say how I mean, could he do are, this yeah I, I don't understand they're they're just people they're they're their mothers their grandmothers yes. their uncles their you know their brothers sisters everything how can you do this I, yeah i don't know I, I, I couldn't help but notice you make the sign of the cross. You all are people of faith. Yes. yes. Yeah. What what does what does your faith tell you at times like these? It's hard to even have it, a faith. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I I don't I don't know. I'm just. We have to I, stick together. We yeah, have to I, pray I mean, together. I never, it's all I one was, family. I was because I have grandchildren that are now young adults, and they don't. They don't see. Well, I can't say they don't see color. They, they don't see the differences. They don't act. And I, I really thought things were getting better with that. I, be, I bet you don't let them watch Fox News either, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> My nephew is marrying a black girl. Okay. We absolutely we adore her. her. She is B. She's not the color other than B. She's B. Her name. However, she has told me before. You have to understand, you know, we, we've told her, we see you as B. And she said, then you, you can't really see me because I'm different. And you have to acknowledge that I am different and that my life is different. So when this happened, I had to call her and just tell her, I, I'm sorry. And it, because it is a race thing and, and how in this time, is their race issue? I don't understand it. I don't understand it's, it. It's hatred, and it just grows. It, it's hatred. It's yeah. not even yeah. It, it, it I just I don't know. hatred. When you said that to her, how did she react? How did, did she receive that? Yes, she did, Good. and she Good. she Good. thanked me for that, and she said, "I guess I wouldn't have thought of that right now, but but I see it now that." When they were doing the Black Lives Matter, my nephews came with her. My my nephew and his brothers, they all came down for all the, the things last year. And they went right beside her. And that's when she educated me that I had to see her different as everyone else. And that's unfortunate because, to me, I just want to see everybody as one person. And, and, that, and like in our family, that's how it's been. So it, it's... Um, it's awkward for us because we, our circle of family and friends, don't feel that way. Mm. Yeah. It's sad that there are those who want to change that, and are angry at people like you, that you don't think like Fox and Donald Trump and everybody else. You know, it's yeah. 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 I, I mean, we grew up. On the east side of Buffalo, in the Lovejoy neighborhood, mm -hmm. so it was predominantly white. But thank God, and this is going to sound probably stupid, but two doors from my grandmother was a black family, mm. Earl. Earl. And to this day, he still <laughs> looks there. He still, and they, at that young age, when the whole neighborhood was against it, we were not. I mean, we were taught. That Earl and his mom and his grandfather and everybody that lived there were the same. Were neighbors. And thank God. And they were neighbors. Thank God for that because that is the way we all were raised. And I, I can't. Yeah. Yes, it was, and I can't thank that enough for growing up that way. And you know, and I'm gonna say this, it's not stupid to say that because really that's how it's supposed to be. We all sh should have been in neighborhoods where we all got to know each other. Yes. But. It was planned for us not to be. Yeah. 
So y'all are probably breaking the law <laughs> just by living next to No, really. But, I mean, and if it had been that way, people would have seen one another yes. as humans and yes. all of that. I, mean, that's, I, I just, the one thing, the only thing that I'm thankful for in all of this was that he wasn't from here. Because that didn't show a hatred of Buffalo. Mm, interesting. It yeah. showed that somebody had to come out of our area to do something that horrific. And I was so thankful for that. Tell everybody your name and where you're from. Hi, guys. I'm Ashe from Harlem, New York, but I live in Buffalo. I've been here for the past few years now. I'm a student at Buffalo State. And currently out here volunteering, sharing the love, and paying my respects to the people that have passed away through this tragic shooting. You, you've lived right in this neighborhood, right? Yeah, so I used to live um, not too far from here on Main Street, so I came to this house a few times to do Instacart and to also shop in general, just like on a normal day. So I'm pretty familiar with this house. So I know where things are. And this truly is the only place in this neighborhood to, to, to shop, go grocery shopping, right? Yeah, this is the only place here. So within a, probably another two to five miles, mm -hmm. for anybody that lives in this area, going to another supermarket is not walking distance. Now, students, the students of Buffalo State, do they come here too? Is this a place for um, them to come shop, or is there, is there a place? I would say some students that may be from the community might shop here, but I wouldn't say that all students shop here. Okay. So how are you feeling, Ashe, about uh, being here, about this tragedy? When it, you were living, you were, you've been in Buffalo. How did you first hear about it? What was your reaction? Um, I heard about it online. So it was on Twitter, and I seen that it was a deadly shooting at Tops. So immediately I just thought to myself, like, what if I was there? Because you, you used to Instacart here. Yeah, so it's it's really close to home, like super duper close. And I have a little bit of survivor's guilt because I was just here the other day, like probably two to three days before the shooting. So I feel like God spared me, mm. but there's still work to do, and there's a reason why. Sister, please uh, tell us your name and the name of your organization. Okay, my name is Razia Hill, and my organization is Every Bottom Covered. What is Every Bottom Covered? Every Bottom Covered is the first and only diaper bank in Western New York. We give out diapers and wipes to low-income families. Uh, we raise awareness. We do some advocacy work around diaper need and how it affects our community. And, uh, yeah, we've been around since 2016, but got a newfound uh, sense of popularity with everything that's going on around really don't want it, to be quite honest with you. I like to do nice, sustainable work, and that's the whole goal of our organization. So with everything that's going on, meaning that um, I guess now even people who might have had the means to get diapers from the store here right. can't do that now. So they come to you? Is that what's happening? Yeah, that's we're just joining in these uh, community efforts that are going on. Um, but normally we have a sustainable model where every 30 days someone can come and get supplies. So we're here from zero to three. That's the whole nature of the work that we do. Uh, but obviously our community is broken. I'm born and raised in this community, and I really wanted to be here and uh, show a sign of support and stand with people who are doing good work. This is your home? This is, born and raised. I remember when this top was built. Really? Yeah. So we rallied for it. Wh where were you, and what was your reaction when you heard the news? Uh, I was out to lunch, um, came out the restaurant, and 
It's like world changed in that short period of time. Just a simple Saturday afternoon. I have no no understanding how we got here. It's just a horrible space to be in. So when you say zero to three, that's yeah. the age? Age zero to three, yep. So so, so three. you hooking folks up and their babies every 30 days yep. until they're three years old? Yep, every child in the house wow. is under three. Yeah. So how many... You have any idea? How, what's the number? How many families, children do you service? Well, twenty five hundred. Wow. Twenty five hundred children since we started, um, and then with operations like this, we've given out about a hundred thousand diapers in the last week. In the last week. Yep. Wow. And, and in terms of sustainability, does that also include environmental or or? Uh, Unfortunately, no. We do have cloth diapers, but keeping in mind that people don't always have a laundry facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ability to uh, keep them laundered. So disposable is pretty much where where we work out of right now. So if people who are listening want to support your work, yes. tell them the website, how they can give donations. Sure, you take donations. Sure. We have you need some money? Okay, come on. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybodomcover.org. Where's Mike at? Everybodomcover.org. Um, yeah, absolutely. You can go there. Everything you need to know about our organization and how to support us is there. Uh, we got a Venmo, Everybodomcover, PayPal, Everybodomcover. You can find us on any platform, Everybodomcover. Amen. Ma'am, what's your name? Felicia Brown. And what's your organization? Black Love Resists in the Rust. Black Love Resists in the Rust. In the Rust, what does that mean? Um, the Rust Belt, Buffalo is a Rust Belt city. Like okay. Cleveland, like Detroit, yeah. So tell us um, about Black Love Resistance the Rust. What do y'all do? Yeah, so we're an organization that works to help build sustainable communities where people have what they need to thrive without external assistance. Um, okay, so meaning economically, uh, um, Health needs, all when 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 you say hey, but they need to survive. What are we talking about specifically? I think we're talking about um, all the things that are needed to create whole communities, and so we do a lot of policing work. But a large bulk of our work is around um, investing in communities, and how do we ensure community investment and not necessarily continuously investing in um, systems that seek to harm and punish us. So when you say you do policing work. Tell us what you mean by that. Yeah, so um, we do work around police brutality. We do work around building safe communities. Um, and again, communities that are well-resourced and have what they need to thrive. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what we do. And kind of talk to people about their rights, make sure people know what their rights are when engaging um, officers. And I think something that uh, we've really been working on in this moment and in moments previous to this are the ways that um, the city extracts from black residents um, through forms of like ticketing, right? And so we have we do a lot of work around fair fines and fees and all of those things as well. So I guess too, when I hear some people say that it means that you're helping communities uh, to provide their own accountability and, and policing without having to call the police, right? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. Tell us a bit about the Buffalo Police. I, I've been hearing some things about them that aren't that great. Uh, um, is is all the all the Buffalo Police a problem here? Yes, I think all police are a problem. But is anything specific to Buffalo? I mean, are they are they? Because I, I, I talked to some young people who said, "Well, this is a tragedy at tops," 
they still find themselves profiled for wearing hoodies walking down the streets of Buffalo. Yeah, I think that is true of some of the officers. Um, I also think, you know, we talk a lot about racial bias in policing, right? And we talk a lot about the ways in which, you know, the police, as the police have a great footprint in our communities, um, the more that they're there, the more they can find wrong and the more that they can um, kind of like extract from our communities in these kinds of ways. Black love resists in the rust. That's great. Um, I, I, I would do it in your case as I have in others. Uh, you take donations. Are there ways people can support your work? You let us know how to do that. Yes, um, we have a website, Black Love Resist, R-E-S-I-S-T-S, in the rust.org, um, which has a donation link on it. And then on all platforms, we are Blur, B-L-R-R, Buffalo. So, uh, and, so if people around the country hear something like this, what if they want to do something like this where they are locally? Can you help point them in the right direction to start something like this? Um, I would say if you want to do this kind of work, if you want to do work towards abolition, um, we rely on our the people who came before us who have been doing this work for decades and long, long, long time. And so I would tell people to look into folks like Miriam Kaba, look into, um, you know, One Million Experiments, look into Andrea Ritchie, look into those kinds of folks to help guide the way in which um, you're doing this work. Folks, uh, Farmer's Market here in Buffalo, organized by Until Freedom, Tamika Mallory and Linda Sarsua here, they organized it. What inspired you to do this? What motivated you? What had you been hearing from the community, Tamika? Well, thankfully, you know, we already had relationships here in Buffalo. Unfortunately, it's a rough time to have to come to support the community, but we knew several organizers, and so we immediately called to say, what can we do? Um, And we know that the top supermarket is closed. It probably will be for some time. This is already a food desert, Uh, and Until Freedom has been uh, doing pop-up markets around the country for various reasons, certainly in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, around the murder of Breonna Taylor. Uh, and so we just shifted that to here, you know, to this community, to try to be here, to work with local folks and support what they already have going on, making sure we bring fresh produce and, you know, hot meals and other services to this community. That's right. Linda, how, how do you feel about the success of today? I mean, the spirit of the people here and the way the which uh, the organizer just got to it. I mean, this was organized probably within about maybe three to four days. Um, and just to see the many organizations that basically have always been doing this work. That's why they have the infrastructure, but what they need is support. You gotta, you can't just, you know, say you got thoughts and prayers for the people of Buffalo. There are organizers out here that are working with little resources and they're doing a lot with a little. Imagine if they had a a little bit more. So I hope that people also um, learn about who's out here on the streets, you know, feed Buffalo, push Buffalo, every bottom's covered. Black Love Resisting the Rust, the Wakanda Alliance. These are the organizations that are outside and they, they were here before tragedy. Because guess what? There were many, many, many tragedies before the horrific uh, massacre here at Top Supermarket. And we also have to remember our brother uh, of Cruz Media, uh, Jamil Cruz. He has an office that is located in this community. He's also uh, a member of a fraternity. It will remain nameless for the purpose of this um, broadcast. Uh, he is also an organizer in the Urban League. 
I've been doing work on the ground here for a long time and so you know he was one of the first calls that we made to get folks together get folks organized um, and so the business community is out here as well this is the second time uh, that Jamil has coordinated this type of day uh, to support the local community and we want to make sure control media is cruise control media um, and so we want to make sure that you know we continue to support these folks by bringing resources from around the nation what, what's next, Linda? What are we going to do? Everybody wants to know what are we going to do? What is finally going to stop this? There's a lot that could stop this. Um, number one, you know, bans on AR-15s. No one in this country needs an AR-15. Um, you know, we're not we're not trying to take people's guns away from them, but there's no reason anybody should have weapons of mass destruction. Right. We also need to have mental health services that are easily accessible for folks. Um, we can't just talk about people's mental health after a tragedy. It's we got to make sure it's easily accessible to everybody around the country. We got to abolish the filibuster because the filibuster is what's blocking us from getting sent. Uh, gun reform, it's blocking us from criminal justice reform, it's, it's blocking us from immigration and build back better and, and, and every everything that you could imagine that we need as black and brown people is being blocked by a filibuster and also Democrats who are not with us. Um, you know, just in this case of watching the horrific shooting that happened at the school in Texas, you know, watching what happened here, you know, you have Nancy Pelosi's endorsing Henry Queller, who has an A rating from the NRA. So I just want to make sure people understand that we are also a nonpartisan organization, and we're going to call out everybody that got power that knows what they need to do when they're speaking out of one side of their mouth, but then they're also doing something the opposite of what they say they stand for. So we're not having that either. Yeah, and I think that when we talk about people being hypocrites, because that's what that means, uh -huh. um, we have to also look at those who are corporations within our community, companies <laughs> like Applebee's, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, and the list goes on, broadcasters like Comcast, who claim to stand with us, but at the same time, they are sponsors of corporations like Fox News, a network that um, every night we can hear Tucker Carlson and others on there inciting the type of violence that we saw happen uh, here in, uh, in Buffalo, but also in Texas. Right, these mass shootings, we know that the individuals, many of the individuals, I can't say for sure that the man there uh, in, in Texas was one of those who listened to Fox News, but the sentiment of mass shootings and the sentiments of uh, those people like Kyle Rittenhouse and others, uh, that is brewing somewhere. And we've got to call it out. We can't put our money behind uh, broadcast networks that don't call out 100% um, and, and really fight against that type of behavior because they stood with Kyle Rittenhouse. They right. actually called him a hero. Um, and we know for sure that there are others who have followed him since that incident happened, you know, there in, uh, where was that at? In, uh, in, uh, Wisconsin. in Wisconsin. I mean, you know, so, so there's, a, there's a lot to be done, Mark. I think Linda laid it out, but I also think that, you know, to, we have to make sure that we're not just doing ceremonial work um, and we have to make sure that these types of things that we did here today, while it's really important for the community, it's got to go further. Yep. There has to be more. It has to go deeper. We've got to be able to sustain this. And we know our communities have the resources to be able to do it. We just got to work together. That's right. Uh, speaking of resources, folks, uh, this was a, a great effort. It couldn't just happen on its own. Right. Um, let our audience know how they can donate to Unto Freedom to continue. Because, folks, let me tell you something. Folks... Um, people came, got everything within like yeah. a couple two of hours. hours. Yeah, two within hours. two hours. So yeah. there's a need. Yes, there's right. nowhere to go. 
nearby. There's it, stuff ain't close together. This ain't like Manhattan. You can walk down the bodega. That's right. This, they ain't, this is Buffalo. So folk got to get rides to places. This was a convenient place. How can people cash app until freedom and all of that? So just to make sure people know that um, whatever resources we get, we give out on the ground. And we've already supported groups like Every Bottom's Covered and so many others that are here today. And we also support local black business. We prepaid a black-owned food truck to give out 500 hot meals to this community. And so we want people to know. That's why we like to show people what we do so that people see where their resources go. It's very simple. Until Freedom on every platform. Until Freedom on Venmo, at Until Freedom, Cash App, Until Freedom. Um, if you want to PayPal us, it's UntilFreedomOfficial at gmail.com. If you want to zell us, it's UntilFreedomOfficial at gmail.com. And you can just go to our website, UntilFreedom.com, and you can donate directly there. And again, you know, you see us outside, and it's not just, you know, remember, and it's not just the supplies, it's also how do we get here. Mm. Um, a lot of times people don't understand that with, you know, organizers, we got to physically get here. You know, we need a place to lay our head at night and, and understanding that this is encompasses all those types of, you know, resources and expenses that come out of our pocket. So we hope, you know, people see our work and see what we're doing. Hello. See what we're doing um, and, and keep help, you know, keep supporting keep us so we can support others because it's we're all we got and we're all we need. And we all, and, and my son said this one time after a woman gave us $4 on Cash App, a woman said, this is all I have, $4. And he, he was like, Linda, you got to write back to her. And I wrote back to her. I said, all you have is all we need. So don't ever think that a dollar or $5 or $10 doesn't go far. It goes mm. far. Because, for example, today, you know, somebody got a meal because somebody gave us $10. And that's because we pre pre prepaid those meals. We went and spent $2,000 at Target. It's because of that $5 plus the $5 plus the $1 makes $2,000. So I appreciate you all for everything that you do for us. We appreciate you all, too, folks. Every bit helps. And I know a lot of people are looking and wondering, what can I do? This is something you can do. Give a few dollars to Untold Freedom so they can keep this work up. Tamika Mallory and Linda Sarsour. They are not just in it for the minute. They're in it for a lifetime. This is full-time struggle. It gets a little overwhelming. Sometimes we feel like we're doing more firefighting and freedom fighting because something's happening every day. Every day. Thank you all. Love you both. Thanks for being with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wouldn't be anywhere else. That's right. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.